Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. On this episode of Earning It, I've always had aspirations to be commissioner of the NFL Other people in this building have aspirations to become commissioner of the NFL. Are we fucking crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I continue my conversation with the commissioner. Hey, everyone. I'm Sam Rappaport, back with another episode of Earning It. In this podcast, I take you on my journey to build a pipeline. We're bringing talented women into the NFL in all sorts of jobs previously only held by men, coaches, scouts, officials, and more. Creating the pipeline isn't easy. I never imagined it would be, but I have a support team made up of powerful voices, NFL head coaches, owners, GMs, and players. The commissioner was the first to get on board. I don't think people saw women in that position. And we had to change that perception. I always talk about it. When people come into the NFL, how do you create value? Ultimately, that's what it's about. And there's a lot of value that uh, people of different genders, different colors, different, you know, diversity is what makes us stronger. Thanks to everyone for spreading the word about our first episode. We got a ton of positive feedback about our deep dive with Roger Goodell on changing the face of football. So this week... As a bonus, we wanted to share the second half of that conversation. Time to get personal with the commish. Full disclosure, I've known the guy for 20 years, and even my mind was blown a few times. We met at his office in the NFL's headquarters in New York City. It's big. It's kind of like a giant principal's office overlooking Park Avenue. Before you even enter the space, you run right into football history. There's a glass case with championship rings from every Super Bowl ever played. By the way, it's amazing how much icier last year's ring is when you compare it to the very first one from 1967. 
Inside the office, there are about a dozen different footballs, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and that iconic sterling silver Super Bowl trophy, plus lots of photographs. So, Kamish, I'm looking around this office, and I've been in here quite a bit, but I had a chance to really go through your things. And one thing stood out to me (laughs) this morning that kind of blew my mind about your office, very apropos for this podcast, is that everything in here is girls and women. I look around and I see pictures of your two daughters, pictures of your wife, pictures of your mom, pictures of female fans everywhere. It actually kind of dominates your space. What, what's, what's going on in this office? I didn't even realize that, to be honest with you, but I am glad to know you went through my things earlier, <laughs> Sam. That's the first thing. But I didn't really realize that, to be honest with you. I surround myself with things that I care about, things that people give me that represent a special moment. And it's part of my experience with the NFL. So it's sort of everything here has, for the most part, a meaning. I'm looking around and I see really cool NFL shield behind your head. The Lombardi trophy, the, the trophy that you hand to the Super Bowl winning team every year. Walter Payton Man of the Year Award over there. Is there something in here that is incredibly meaningful to you that you can tell us about? Well... All of them have some meaning to me, either from an NFL standpoint or from a personal standpoint. I put the NFL shield that happens to be right over my shoulder here really is uh, something I had made, actually. And I use that to remind all the people that come in here, particularly when we're having staff meetings or meetings with others, and sometimes with players or coaches that I talk about what the NFL really means. And it's called Protect the Shield, and it's to improve the shield. And so when people do something that tarnishes that shield, I I feel like that's something the commissioner really has to be responsible for. And so I actually point to that shield an awful lot to people say, that shield represents something great. It helps lift all of us. It's important for us to improve the shield. And anyone who detracts from that in some fashion, whether it's some action or something else that someone's done, it's not a good thing. So usually when I'm pointing at that shield, it's not a good thing, Sam. (laughs) That's when things go down in here is when you have to point (laughs) to that shield. Got it. Another question I have for you, because I've observed and studied you throughout your role as commissioner, is with this role, it it, is a great privilege, and you get to meet some of the coolest people on the planet. If you wanted to learn how Apple advances their technology, you could meet with the CEO of Apple. Who's the coolest person that you've ever met? where when you met them, you were saying, holy shit. Wow, that's a hard one. I meet a lot of our former players and our current players. I just don't think people understand how cool these guys are. They're smart. They have incredible perspectives on things. I learn things from them all the time. They make great suggestions to me, whether they're current or former players, or even future players, by the way. And some of those guys who, when I was a kid, I idolized them. So Johnny Unitas was one of those players I loved. When I got a chance to meet him, one of the coolest things for me. And John Mackey, who we used to throw to a lot, we became very close with John and still with his widow, Sylvia, who's extraordinary in herself. So to me, I, that's probably high on my list. But I think the one moment that was really cool for me was I had the opportunity to go on a USO tour in about 2008 or nine. We went to Afghanistan, Iraq, and uh, Kabul was a point where we spent a fair amount of time. It was one of those experiences where it was actually very scary at that point in time. And for me, 
uh, when we got to the headquarters, we walked in and there was General Petraeus. There was Pete Caragalli, who's one of the great leaders, General Odierno, General Austin, who's now our Secretary of Defense, Admiral McRaven. I mean, all these people that are representing our country. And we were there to try to, to bring some, I'll call it distraction and support for our troops. But to see them all there and see what they were doing under the circumstances, I, I just was, that was leadership. That brought us to his leadership, how he copes with the pressures of the job. Where do you put this adversity that you face every day? Do you have a vice? How do you deal with it? Well, my wife would probably go on a long list of vices, but I, my biggest vice is chocolate. But that's, a, that's how I get through a lot of it. But I don't think of it that way. I, I look at everything as a challenge and an opportunity to, to frankly, to prove people wrong, ultimately. Because you're always going to have doubters. You're always going to have negativity. I'm really proud of the NFL. I'm proud of the people who work for the NFL on all levels. I'm proud of what we do. We're not perfect, but we strive to be perfect. And we'll always do that. And so I just look at it as another opportunity to go out there and do better. It doesn't faze me. And I asked you off the record, but I'm going to blow up your spot if you ever get nervous, right? I get nervous before I go out on stage at the Women's Forum or for this podcast. And you had a really interesting answer. So would you mind sharing it? Do you ever get nervous? I don't. I don't really think of it that way. I actually, you know, I maybe the time where I'm a little more uncomfortable. And I think I'm a big person on saying you should learn how to be uncomfortable because that's the best place to learn. It, you know, maybe you're a little less comfortable. But, I, you know, when I'm doing a press conference, I don't think of it as nerves. I, I look at it as an opportunity to go out and be able to tell our story and tell who we are. Uh, knowing that you're not the one who's going to have the final pen at the end of the day. But that's not a, that to me doesn't concern me at all. Um, I maybe get butterflies like I do before a game, mm -hmm. but that's more excitement than it is nerves. It's a determination. You just have to have that determination and you have to be relentless, quite honestly, in this job. And I like to say I have red hair for a reason. That's, I think that those are two traits that come a little bit with red hair. And certainly from my upbringing, I just always felt like you have to strive to achieve. And that's not always going to be easy. I always say Roger is the middle of five boys, the middle of five boys in seven years. He was born with very red hair. It's gotten a little bit quieter over the years. Jane is a veteran journalist, my producer, and also happens to be married to Roger. That is all you need to know <laughs> nice about him. Quieter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> his hair has, his determination has not. So don't bet against him. He um, always has a vision and he is a very determined human being. I don't like to lose. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Stepping away from your role in football for a second, I interviewed your family for this podcast interview. So I have an answer for this if you don't tell the truth, okay? <laughs> tell me something about you that would shock NFL fans. <laughs> well, I don't know what NFL fans know. I guess my family might be better to answer that question, quite honestly. So I'm going to throw it to my wife. <laughs> Jane, please tell the story. <laughs> oh, um, you already have one. Well, already. I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of. I think what might surprise people is that... Roger loves to watch TV, and when football is not on, he struggles to find something. So it's usually 
one of three movies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's Gladiator, Remember the Titans, or Rudy. But the other three usually are rom-coms. He is a huge fan of romantic comedies. Um, Some people call them chick flicks. My daughters don't like that name. They said that's not appropriate. Rom-coms. And he's a big... (laughs) big fan. He loves like a good Hugh Grant movie, like Notting Hill, if that's on. (laughs) Tears are flowing. He's seen it probably 73 times. Tears still flow. Loves a little, I don't know, Eddie Murphy, Matthew Matthew McConaughey. Big crier. I do cry at movies a lot. And my girls look at me like they actually turn around at those moments and go, daddy's crying. So I I guess we got to a good point in the movie. But you've seen it so many times. That's what I don't get. You know the ending. You got to get into the movie, honey, and feel the emotion. You just got to feel it. (laughs) And that's where I am. You put yourself in there. Uh, Dive in. Commissioner Roger Goodell. Those rom-coms are serious business. (laughs) And he cries at rom-coms. And it's the the same scene every time. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. How many times have you seen Notting Hill? I don't know. Dozens and dozens. <laughs> it was just on like a week ago and he goes, it's the scene. And I was like, I, I don't need to see it again. He said, but it's so good. Eric. I, it's at the end in the park. You know what really gets me going with movies and sometimes rom-coms almost always is that moment of triumph when things go from bad to good. And I just think that's a good message for people to have. And when I don't have to be working, which is not very often, I just want to sort of like chill. I want to just sort of relax. I don't, I, I don't want to be challenged at that moment. I just want a, a moment just to sort of maybe recover. So I'm not looking for a challenge at that moment. I'm looking to be entertained and weep. And each time he acts like he does not know Rudy Rudiger's story. <laughs> He's like, Rudy! Again, you got to follow the movie, honey. You got to just jump in. Making the tough calls, taking the abuse... Being the commissioner is not for the faint of heart. Yet all of us want in. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. So, you should know two things if you want to be NFL commissioner. First, it will make you one of the most influential people in sports. Second, there's a good chance it will make you one of the least popular. Every decision you make is criticized by one half of the country, no matter what decision it is that you make. I've always had aspirations to be commissioner of the NFL. Other people in this building have aspirations to become commissioner of the NFL. Are we fucking crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's a good way to put it. Um, No, Um, listen, I did too. To me, it's one of the greatest honors and the greatest privileges that you could ever have. I mean, think about the number of people who care about the National Football League or care about things that we do every day. And I, I say that to our fellow employees and coaches and players. And we have the greatest platform and the greatest opportunity to influence people around us with our game and to bring people together in ways that you can't do in this country. And we saw that last year through the pandemic, the NFL played every game, started on time, finished on time. And I think we made a difference in people's lives, even for a short period of time on any given day, and really proved that we can operate through a pandemic, which I know, I think people needed to have that sense of belief that the world was going to go on. And I think the NFL demonstrated that. So to be part of that, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do it personally. And I think it's a great opportunity. So I encourage you to do it. You always have. And I think a lot of people, when I was younger, when a woman would say, you know, I want to be commissioner, there would be that dream chuckle where people would be like, oh, that's that's cute, right? Since I met you, you've encouraged me to do it. And it's been something that you've told me I can do. So, Well, just to be clear, when I first said that I wanted to be commissioner, they chuckled at me too. So (laughs) there's only been eight of us in 102 years, and I'm not done yet. So when you look at that, it probably deserves a chuckle in some ways, but you use that as your motivation to say, no, I wanna be part of this and I wanna make a difference. And you play your cards and you do what you can to, to do that. I didn't really get into this to necessarily be the commissioner. I got into this because I thought the NFL had that power, that influence, that ability to to make the world a little better for people. And now we're up to 200 million people. I think we're doing that. And to be part of that is a pretty cool privilege. Having said that, when we were moving houses several years ago, we uncovered a box and it was some papers of Rogers and he found a letter he had written to his dad upon his college graduation. And he said, Dear Pop, I want two things now in life. One is to make you proud and the other is to become commissioner of the National Football League. And you were 22 years old. So it was an intention. Yes, I'm not so sure if it was just a naive college kid uh, (laughs) in some ways, but I but I really meant it in the context because I love Pete Rozelle, who was then the commissioner. I thought he was extraordinary what he did. And I followed him very closely and I wanted to work for him. 
the idea that I would actually succeed after Paul Tagaboo into the same position at 22 years old, I, I would have had to have been pretty foolish. But I had a lot of people who tried to talk me out of pursuing this career. And I'm glad they didn't win. But Sam, this podcast is all about pursuing dreams. And you had a dream, which we're watching become reality. So I think I hear go for it in that message. Why not, right? <laughs> I think you make a great commissioner. So you need to just determine that this is what you want to do and do it. I kind of feel pretty powerful at the front of this table. Like yeah, this. I mean, you look right at so home in this office. office. Yeah, I'm, so afraid, I'm like... afraid to turn around because you may go over to that seat. So. <laughs> it's objectively a very cool job. But as we all know, it's not easy. The criticism is constant. And that can be tough on your family. It's an interesting perspective to be in the role of a spouse of somebody who's in the public eye. And I have the additional, uh, I guess, viewpoint of having been in the media for 20 years. So I take it particularly hard because I know I know what's true and what's not because I live with him and I watch him work and I know what his work ethic is like, his intentions are like, what his heart is like and what his soul is like. And that is not always portrayed accurately um, in the media. And I know how it works because I've been on the other side. So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about being in this position because his job comes with the most incredible opportunities and experiences. And we get to go all over the country and meet just the coolest fans and players. But it is very hard to watch somebody you love very much and you respect very much portrayed much differently than they are. So I don't know how else to say it other than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that it's probably harder on them than it is on me. And I include our girls and my brothers. I have a brother that looks a lot like me that he was walking down the street and they start screaming at him. So, um, <laughs> It is hard on them, and I, I really do understand that. And it's it's something that is, a, I think, a cost to them of this job. But I will also say, just to the point of what Jane was saying, I'm really comfortable who I am. I don't really worry about people who don't know me and don't know what we're dealing with. There are a lot of things that you're balancing in this. And so I always like to say, if I get through a day where I haven't pissed off too many people, that's a good day. But you're going to piss off people. And you're going to do it, hopefully, in the best interest of the league and try to do the right thing. He says a good example is the NFL's work stoppage in 2011, when the owners locked out the players in an epic labor battle. You really you need to be doing things that are tough decisions that may not be popular, but they're the right decisions, ultimately, long term for the game. And you have to be prepared to take that. And it was really, though, important for us to get the right kind of an agreement that everyone has benefited from, by the way, uh, including the players and coaches and owners, uh, but also the fans. And that's not a popular decision. I can remember walking out for the draft at Radio City. The booze almost knocked me over. It was, you could feel it physically. And I get it because that's what the fans are expressing. They want football. They don't want these disputes. They don't want anything other than give me football. And sometimes when you have to make tough decisions, other things get in the way of that. And that's what we try to avoid. We try to avoid that kind of thing. So thankfully, it doesn't happen very much. And we can keep them focused on football and deal with other matters quietly, which is the best thing we can do. And sometimes that's not obvious in the, out of the box. Sometimes it things that 
may look wrong initially ultimately end up being right. And the reverse is true also sometimes. But we live in a society where it's a, there's a very quick reaction and a instinctive reaction to things. And that's fine. I always like to say we want fans to be passionate and loyal. They are. And that is great. So I fully understand that. Coming up, it's game time. A round of Would You Rather with the Commissioner. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. One thing my closest friends know about me is I love asking would-you-rather questions. Jane Goodell seemed up for the game. The commish, though gave me a look I know all too well. We started with an easy one. I have a would you rather question for you. Okay. Would you rather be the starting quarterback on an 0-16 team or the backup quarterback on a playoff bound team? Starting quarterback on an 0-16 team. Why? Because you have a chance to make a difference. And I want to be part of participating in that. I don't want to watch. I want to participate. No, Listen, we all have roles on a football team, as you said, so backups play an important role. But I want to be out there mixing it up. I want to be out there trying to make us better, and I'd rather be part of the turnaround. We've seen a lot of worst to firsts also, right? So it's not out of the question. That answer from him does not surprise me in the least. There was no question <laughs> that was going to be his answer. 
So I'll make it a little more realistic to close us out. You know, you said that you were an average football player, so maybe you wouldn't make the NFL, but... I didn't say I was average. You said it before. Can somebody go back and prove that? I didn't ever say average. You just said you weren't a great running back. I said I wasn't as good as the other guy. That didn't mean I was average. (laughs) For the record, this is what the commission said during episode one. I probably played anything they told me to. I mean, I was a running back going into my senior year, and they told me I had to switch to tight end because... We had a great running back who switched over from another school, and he was better running back. Well, that kind of that means your average. other guy was probably pretty good. Kind of so. means your average. But I, Sam played against you on the high school football field at the flag football game, so we and know Sam what Sam knows kind of I'm not average. <laughs> Maybe you're an average running back. Okay, let's clarify. You're a superb football player, That's average okay. running back. All right. We're going into the two-minute drill here. And I have some rapid fire questions that I'm going to ask Jane and Roger, things, again, that I've always wanted to know. Jane, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Do this we is, get a pass if we have something we you just can pass. can't answer? One pass? You can pass. This is not no, that's a okay. newlywed game, but I'm, I'm really actually excited to <laughs> hear about It's too late for that. It's 23 years plus. <laughs> what, you say, what you say about each other here would be kind of interesting. Roger, most romantic thing that you've ever done for Jane? Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be more appropriate for her to answer whether it was romantic. I, I, I may like rom-coms. I'm probably not the best at romance, but... I guess I'd probably go back and say I chased Jane real hard for a long time. And I was 37 at the time. I think we met 38 when we got married. It took a long time to get her attention. And I wasn't real good at that, but I'm glad I did. Well, my answer is the most romantic thing you ever did was surprise me. You left the girls with my mom and took me to the Monday night bear packer game in late December. And it was below zero wind chill. We sat in the stands together. Nobody recognized you and the beer was freezing. And somehow you finagled it that the Bears won in overtime. No, I'm kidding. He had nothing to do with that for the record. But the Bears did win in overtime and we were freezing and it was like just the two of us and it was awesome. I grew up in Chicago. I remember that, but I wouldn't have put it in the romantic category. So that's good (laughs) if I can get an NFL game in romance in one shot, right? I think that's romantic as hell, personally. (laughs) It was was awful cold and I can remember we sat there all the way through that overtime and it was a great experience. It was fun. I grew up in Chicago, so Soldier Field is one of my favorite places on earth, and it was fantastic. So are the Bears, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, Roger, don't lie. Have you ever practiced <laughs> saying with the first pick in the NFL draft in front of a mirror? I have not. <laughs> don't lie. I'm not lying. I will tell you that I, I do say repeatedly, not in front of a mirror. That's the key. So <laughs> I always try to make sure I get the year right. Mm. And I worry about that sometimes, is that I'm going to go to the wrong year or something. Because you're doing it so many times, like over and over. Well, you just have to get, I'm so used to it. So if you ask me now, I might say in the 2021 NFL Draft. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson. Quarterback, BYU. Next year, I'll have to, you know, in the first couple of days before, I just sort of, I just remind myself it'll be 22. But I do, uh, I will admit this also, I do practice names a lot because I do not want to screw that up. I think that's the, the moment for this young man and his family 
and I don't want to be part of getting that name wrong. So we do practice. We have actually people who I sit down with in advance and write it out phonetically, and I'm usually pretty good at it. Amazing. Your name represents you, and certainly on the biggest day, one of the biggest days of your life, you want it said correctly. All right, two final questions directed at both of you. You have twin daughters. One is a diehard Vikings fan <laughs> and one is a diehard Seahawks fan. And I heard that two games of the year, your daughters get to choose where you go. You sit in the stands. The four of you watch the Vikings, Seahawks. So Vikings, Seahawks in the NFC championship. Mm. Who mm. are you both rooting for? <laughs> it's it like almost, picking a favorite child, right? <laughs> it almost happened. Uh, it was true. a playoff game back in, it was either 15 or 16 season. I think it was 15. And they were playing at the University of Minnesota Seahawks at, um, and I think it was a wild card game. And we were there, we were outside the whole game. And then we got in the car thinking, and I, it was a low scoring game. And I think it was, I think it was 10-9 somewhere in that. And the Vikings had a chance to win it with a field goal at the end. It would have gone, I think, 12-10 was my recollection. And I think it was a 27-yard field goal. 27-yard attempt. Jeff Locke is the holder. McDermott is the snapper, and the kick is no good! And he missed it. Wow! Go figure. So when we got in the car, Jane and both of my girls were there, our girls, and they missed the kick, and... One daughter obviously was terribly saddened, and the other one was overjoyed, but neither one of them really showed it to one another, even though you knew they were doing it. But I think that was sort of the love and respect they have for one another. But that was a tough moment. I didn't know how we were going to manage that, but I'm always amazed at the way our girls are so emotionally tied to this game. Last question for you both. Roger, I know you're not a huge music guy, but I'm interested in this question for both of you. <laughs> if you both were drafted by the NFL, what would be your walkout song? I would be drafted by like the baking challenge. There's, I have no athletic abilities that I would ever be drafted for a sport. But it was this all make-believe. I would say I would be just running across the stage to get the hug from the commissioner. So <laughs> <it wouldn't really laughs> That's good very answer. good. That's a really good answer. But yeah. if I had to pick a song, I would go... Uh, Rihanna, Khalid, like I'd have a DJ mashup of Rihanna and Khalid song for me. I'd like kind of like saunter out and then I'd grab the hug. I wouldn't do the bro hug, though. I'd go in for like the. As sad as I am, I don't. Do they play a song when you walk out on the draft? I'm not I'm not sure I'm aware of it. Some years we've allowed the players to choose what song they come out to. Oh, OK. You're just waiting for those big hugs. Didn't know if you're going to get picked up or not. <laughs> Sometimes these players pick them up on the air, like two feet in the air. Yes, or land on me, either one. But <laughs> I couldn't even pick out a song because I'm I'm really bad at name that tune, and I'm really bad at naming things that are my favorites because at that moment it just doesn't strike me. And I have a pretty, I would say, broad range of likes in music and other things. So. Eclectic. It's an eclectic music taste. All right. Yes, it's eclectic. <laughs> it's so eclectic that Jane usually pushes the button to move on to the next song. <laughs> NFL jobs are hard work on and off the field, full of often unexpected challenges. We don't shy away from those challenges and discuss them head on in upcoming episodes. I got to be honest, though. I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. 
making change. There is a reason why we are such a successful football league. And I know you're going to say that's not you or you're not the only reason, but we all know that there's a reason why the bar is set so high at this office and why we are all charged with operating on a level that allows the league to be the best sport in the world. At the end of the day, it's the great players and coaches on the field or what they do. It's ownership who looks long-term. It's our employees who bust their butts in extraordinary times and deliver unbelievable results and the fans who love this game. And so for us, that makes the difference. And in your specific case where you are taking something from the ground up, creating something really special that ultimately is going to bring even more talented people into our league and uh, I think going to change the face of the NFL for the rest of our history. That, to me, is pretty powerful, and you've led the way. This season on Earning It, we meet the people in the bunker with Sam. Making change. Head coaches, owners, and of course, the women themselves. I just wanted to get better. I wanted the D-lines that I was in charge of to be absolutely obnoxious and feared and hated across any league that I coached. You're bringing more vantage points to the table. You're bringing more perspectives to the table. And with that comes value. I think every business should have that model of getting the biggest number of voices and different ideas to have your business model off of rather than everyone looks alike, everyone thinks alike. He said, you're going to nail them again whenever you work Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. I had to pull over on the side of the road, you know, to make sure I didn't lose cell service and that I wasn't hearing something that wasn't true. And just knowing, and he said, you've earned it. Sam Rappaport, he's like the, the godfather of women in football. None of us would be here without Sam's effort. I owe her everything. Be sure to watch for Earning It, the five-part TV series from NBC and NFL Films, coming to NBC and Peacock in January. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. 
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.